0: All right. Hey, some great moments in momentum. There's great moment, uh, momentum happening here at Silver Creek. Uh, glad, glad that you're with us. If you're joining us online, welcome. Uh, during these two weeks, it's just a quick, real quick series, two weeks. We're looking at the idea of momentum and really understanding that when an object gets moving, when, when an organization gets moving, when something starts happening in a certain way, it starts to, to gain momentum and it picks up speed and it really starts to roll. And when that's happening, when that momentum is, is building, incredible results come out of that. Now, David mentioned that today the Seahawks are playing, and if you're a Seahawk fan at all, you remember the Super Bowl 48 where there was some crazy momentum. Take a look. makes me want to tackle someone <laughs> in this series, or get tackled, though no, I don't really want to do that, uh, in this series, what we're recognizing is that when momentum gets happening and it gets started, it's, ho- it's difficult to stop, and so we're looking at the ways that God is allowing us as a church, Silver Creek, to establish momentum within different ministries and with programs, and, and as we look throughout the church and what's happening, we're picking up steam. In fact, let me just tell you, it's, attendance is not our biggest goal. Okay, our, we're not all about becoming the biggest church. We're not all about growth in terms of numbers. That's not our goal. But what we recognize is that attendance should be changing. It should be growing if there's health within our church. And so it's an example. It's, a, it's sort of a reflection of whether or not we're doing things right. So let me throw some numbers at you. Think on this. you got a track for me. Just a second. Uh, September 9th, 2018. So last year, on the second Sunday of the month. Over in our children's side, we had 72 individuals that came. Okay, so basically one year ago, we had 72 individuals that came. Two weeks ago, again, September 8th, which was the second, Saturday of, or second Sunday of September, in our children's area, we had 101 individuals. Okay, that's 29. I'm not great at math, but I believe that's 29. We have not increased the number of volunteers we have over there. That's like all children growth. And that momentum is had, I didn't even do a sex series 10 months ago. So that is, that is not the answer. That is not how that happened. It was, I was going to say it's all natural, but that would have been as well. Anyway, um, people are just showing up. And our goal in this series is to see what is God doing? And how is God moving? And then not only see what God is doing and how God is moving, how do we come alongside of that? And how do we keep that momentum going? And how do we plug into what God is doing? How do we not get in the way of that? So real quick, let's review some of what we saw last week and sort of the foundation of momentum. Uh, Last week we looked at, we identified that one of the best ways for us to keep momentum and to build on it is to stay true to what got you going. Stay true to what got you going. How did it happen? And so for us as a church, we feel like we've been led by God to be who we are. The approach that we take as a church, uh, how we function, certain ways that we do things, we feel like God has led us to that. And what we understand, it's not the only way. The way that we do church is not the only way to church. We would even say it's not the right way to do church. It's the right way for us to do church because it's what God has directed us to. And so as leadership and as, as a board, as a church, we've tried to be really intentional We've tried to really tie into where God is guiding us and what he's calling us to do. Spend lots of time in prayer saying, God, what do you want us to be? What do you want us to do? And now that we have an idea of that, we're just trying to pursue that with every amount of effort that we can. And the result of that is we're finding momentum. And Silver Creek is continuing to roll and we're building on things. And we don't want to prevent that from happening. And so to stay true to where we're going and to where we're moving... What we have to understand is it doesn't mean that we won't make changes. Staying true to who we are doesn't mean we won't make changes. In fact, staying true to who we are means we have to be willing to make changes so that we can stay true to what God has called us to do. Because the vision that God has called us to and the mission that God has called us to forces us to be able to consider those things. So first, let's review the vision, and there's no fill in the blanks, so you can just listen for these next two parts. The vision of Silver Creek is this. Why don't you read this with me? Silver Creek Family Church exists to create opportunities for people to be transformed by God. Understand this. We as a church do not change people. Me as a speaker, I do not transform hearts. Lives are not made better because of the ministry that we do. We are confident without any doubt that when an individual encounters Jesus, when somebody experiences God's love, when they experience His compassion, when they discover the mercy that He has on us, hearts and minds are changed and transformed. That's how it happens. And so our goal as a church, our goal as leadership is to constantly create those opportunities for people to encounter God, to encounter Jesus. So so we want people to have opportunities for that. We want you to have opportunities for that. We want me, we want your family, we want your friends, we want people in our community to have opportunities to be transformed by God. And because that's a pretty big task, we try to be really intentional about what that looks like. And try, we're, honestly, we try not to do everything for all people. So what we did is we've taken it and we've looked at what the words of Jesus. And we looked at his actions, and we looked at the things that he did, and the way that he lived, and the way that that poured out during his time on earth. And as we look at all the things that he said, we find five areas that transformation needs to happen in our lives and the lives of those around us. So here's our mission statement, and this is what gives us the ability to do that. Our mission statement is this. We exist to invite people to know Jesus and connect them in his family. We want to train them to grow in Christ, and provide opportunity for them to serve in the church and in the world in order to worship God with their whole life. So what we want to do is we want to create those opportunities to transform lives in each of those areas. So we're constantly evaluating and we're constantly looking, are we doing this in each of those areas? Because we have to be balanced. We can't have one of the areas being really, really strong and having all kinds of momentum and other areas not strong because then that just makes us out of balance and we can't move forward. Can't just focus on one value. All five need to be happening and constantly being evaluated and constantly being looked at. Are we providing opportunities for people to be transformed in this particular core value? And so we do a lot of review. We do a lot of evaluating. Did we accomplish what we were set out to do in this area? And if the value that we were aiming at in that particular ministry, if the value that we wanted to meet in people's lives, if it didn't happen, we will either change what we did. Change how we do it or we'll just get rid of it Last summer a lot of you know we uh, we hosted our very first kids camp We actually made a big change going away from our soccer camp that we used to do All right, We used to do a soccer camp and the goal of the soccer camp was to invite people We wanted to see people that don't go to church start coming to church know about silver creek So we had the soccer camp and what we noticed is that people weren't it wasn't working So we decided let's change it Let's do a big camp right here on campus. We'll make it crazy. We had all kinds of amazing stuff. And we were like, okay, we are going to invite again. And we're going to do it right here. And so the hope was we need lots of families and lots of kids that don't know Jesus to show up and make this camp happen. And I'll be honest, we had so many kids show up, more than we expected. We had like over 150 kids. Which sounds like great success. But what we discovered is most of the kids that attended the camp... Already go to other churches So what we did is we provided a really fun week in the middle of their summer Which isn't a bad thing It's just not our core value One of our core values is not provide great opportunities for kids to have fun in the middle of summer and They did and it was amazing. So you know what we did because our our invite event didn't invite Canceled it we didn't do it. That's a tough call 150 kids, we could have been like, yeah, we are on it. And we're like, no, I didn't do it. So instead, we decided, let's try something else. So we did Summer Splashdown. On the morning of Summer Splashdown, there were reports people were driving here from our church to come, and they saw people in our neighborhood walking to our church with towels in hand (laughs) that had never been to our church before. Introduced to Silver Creek ultimately hoping getting to the point where we get to introduce them to Jesus, and we're starting to create those opportunities for transformation. And so we have to begin to recognize, and we have to begin to understand that momentum requires us to evaluate. And when we're dealing dealing with momentum, it requires effort. It requires time. And if we're not careful, we'll get run over by momentum, and so we have to be very intentional about how we're doing it. Because as a church, as organizations, when momentum begins to happen, it also means there has to be changes as it begins to develop. And so a lot of times for churches, people fight momentum because we don't usually like change. We like change when we create it. We don't necessarily like change when it's created for us. And so in order for momentum to stay active and continue, we have to be agile and we have to adjust and we have to be willing to sometimes take on some personal uncomfortability. Because when a church starts to have momentum, what that means is more people are going to show up. And we mentioned this before. The more people that show up, the worse the parking situation gets. And the more people that show up, the more often you're going to show up and somebody's going to sit in your seat. And I know you've picked your seat and you like your seat and you're planning to sit in that seat. And you maybe even wrote your name on that seat. Somebody's going to sit in your seat. These new people don't know where they're supposed to sit. Yep. Rooms are gonna get changed around. We're trying, we're constant. 29 extra kids over there? We've had to make some serious changes to make that work. More kids also mean more opportunities for volunteers to help out. Means we're gonna be experimenting with new ideas to how do we make it work? How do we continue to build on it? How do we do the things that we're doing to continue to reach people? Transform their lives, transform your lives. So that doesn't always result in enjoyable moments. It's not always easy to make changes. Sometimes growth is tricky. So if we're going to make those changes, if those things are going to happen, we talked last week, we have to have a pretty solid idea about why we would dive into momentum, why we would maintain that. What's going to drive us to keep focused and and to be willing to do that? And ultimately, our motivation to maintain, maintain momentum grows from our desire to worship, to worship God. And we saw last week that worship is is choosing to live and choosing to do things in our life that bring honor and worship to God. And for you and I to keep momentum as a church, what it takes is for each of us saying, you know what, I'm going to honor God. I'm going to worship God by valuing others. We have to give of ourselves to create opportunities for other people. To be transformed by God because it's really easy for churches to become all about how do I serve me? How do I get more? How do I get the things that I need? But what we identified is to honor and worship God. One of the parts is you choosing to invite people to know Jesus. It's you inviting people to show up to Silver Creek so they can hear about Jesus. That's uncomfortable sometimes. It's a little risky. So last week I mentioned that we're going to hand you three to five invite cards as you head out the door invite cards to fusion and to cut the bull. Guess what? We're going to hand them to you again. Take the cards. They, they literally do us no good sitting at the kiosk because the kiosk doesn't know anybody, right? Like there's nobody wandering around the streets saying, I'm going to go visit the kiosk at Silver Creek and find out what's going on. It doesn't happen. But you have an opportunity to to take those cards and say, God, would you reveal to me some people that I can invite? And the amazing reality is that you have the opportunity and I have the opportunity to worship God by choosing to give of ourselves and to invite those people that we run into in our lives. And when we decide that we're going to honor God, when we decide we're going to worship Him with everything that we have, it helps us stay motivated and respond to each of these core values. So today we're going to look at the last three core values see what God is doing with, uh, around within our church and how we can continue to respond to all of that. So the first thing we want to look at is we want to look at the need to connect with others in order to live life together. Living life together, it's better than doing it alone. If you go at it alone, you, I, honestly, you know, I'm, a, I'm introverted by nature. Like this up here, like this is, I wouldn't say this is a persona, but this is what God has called me to do, so I'm just doing it the best I can. I, I, hanging out with lots of people, but I still need people. I need to be involved in people's lives. And you're a better person when you're connected with other people. And I'm a better person when I'm connected to other people. Because when there's connections in our life, now we get to celebrate together when great things happen. And when there's people in our lives and we go through a tough time, now people can come around us or we can come around others. We get to encourage each other. We get to support each other. We get to strengthen each other. We get to challenge each other. We get to grow together. Now, I don't know if this is true, and, and, and it it's never was me, so I don't know, but I've heard that being a mom of young kids is some of the most amazing and worst years of your life. I mean, think about it. You've got these little beings that you are crazy in love with. And yet they turn into sometimes these monsters that just go berserk. And they fill your house with all kinds of joy and then chaos in the same moments. So to be a mom of young kids, it's a a tough job. So about two years ago, no, several years ago, we had two moms, two young moms with young kids that said, you know what, let's just start getting together and see if we can start to rally some moms around each other. And so they started having these play dates, and a lot of the times it was just two moms and their babies. I mean, their kids were really little. Over a couple of years, they kept saying, let's just get together. Let's create a connect group. Let's get together. And they just kept doing it. And slowly over time, more and more young moms have joined. And honestly, today, there's this powerful connection of young moms at Silver Creek. We tried to count it up. There's somewhere around 15 moms now, 15 moms with young kids that are connecting together, that get together often. And oftentimes when they get together, it's not even like an official connect group. They just say, hey, let's get together. And they rally and they get together. And they put on connect groups because they want to draw in more moms to be a part of that. And so they've chosen to engage in each other's lives, to love each other, To come alongside and support. And if you're a young mom at Silver Creek, this is an amazing opportunity for you. Look for the connect groups that have young moms show up, and there will be an incredible group of people that will surround you and be a place that that you can be supported, where other people can come around and support you, and you can support them. So our core value is to connect and what I mentioned earlier is that all of our, our core values, they all come out of what Jesus said, out of what Jesus did. So let me show you where core value of Connect comes, uh, so you believe me, so you don't think I'm making it up. John 1720 it's on the screen, and it's in your message notes. It says this, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will, this is it, this is the critical part, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. Jesus prayed that we will be one. In order for us to be one, it means we have to desire, it means we have to recognize that Jesus' desire was that we would be connected. And when people begin to see the connection that we have, the the, the fact that we can support each other, that there's benefit to that, it begins to draw people to that. So here's how it happens. Here's how you and I, each of us need momentum and how we can keep momentum happening. The first way that you can help keep momentum happening at Silver Creek is join a connect group every time they're offered. Just join one. It doesn't matter. Find one that fits your schedule because it's, it's literally impossible for you to know and get to know very many people on a Sunday morning. It's too crowded. I mean, we're not even a really big church and it's too crowded, I'm the one talking most of the time, so everybody, like, you, you hear me, but difficult for you to get to know each other. So every time there's a new round of connect groups, make it a priority. Find one that fits. And if one doesn't fit, then change some of the priorities in your schedule to make one fit. And then after you do that, make it a priority to show up and to know people. And if no connect group fits your schedule, tell us about the connect group you want to start that does fit your schedule And then we'll work to rally people around it. Because our hope is that relationships will develop in those groups and then spill over into life. And we are not worried at all about everyone in Silver Creek getting to know everyone at Silver Creek. It's not going to happen. It's not even our goal. Our goal, honestly, is that you would connect and you would know five to seven people really well. Because if each of us know five to seven people really well, we all feel like we connected and we're tied in. And now we have people around us that we could go through life together. So join a connect group. It will help you. It will help others. Another way that we connect is that we really encourage you to have a meal each month with somebody from Silver Creek. So in the name of Jesus, I command you to eat. Oftentimes I hear people think, ah, oh, if you're a follower of Jesus, that's boring and miserable. What? We get to eat as a way to worship God? Well, this is amazing. It's, Jesus ate with people all the time. He, he would go away by himself to pray, and then you would find him eating with people constantly. And, and, and wine. Hey, 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 hey. I did not... I did not say that. That was not... That was just repeating um, have a meal that's all we're saying have a meal (laughs) follow the example that Jesus set so so there's this amazing open invitation that, that God offers us that we can worship him by having a meal simply by including other people in it so once a month go out of your way to eat together to share a meal together And if you're not sure if that's spiritual enough, call it breaking bread. I don't care. You're like, oh, we're going to break bread. Perfect. Sit down at a table and eat with other people and begin to connect. Make it a priority. Put it in your schedule. The next value that we're going to look at this morning is that you need to train yourself to grow spiritually. This is a tricky one because we don't really do it within the building a whole lot. This is something that happens sort of in your own individual life, and, and we can't really make you train Sort of like 24-hour fitness can't make you work out. You've You've got to choose to go do it. And so it's a choice for each of us to personally decide that we're going to develop disciplines and habits and that we're going to develop and deepen our relationship with Jesus by personally working at it. So if you're going to train spiritually, there's intentional effort that has to go into it to grow in your knowledge, to increase your understanding of who God is and how you can trust Him and how you can learn to depend on Him daily. And so we've kind of broken down train into four major categories. And the first one is we want to train to pray. We spent three weeks, just a couple, our our previous series, we spent three weeks talking about how do we grow, how do we develop in the area of prayer? And if you missed that, I would just challenge you, or if you thought maybe, oh man, I need to revisit that, go back, jump online, pull up our app, and listen to those series, or that series, and begin to train yourself in the ability to pray, and be in communication with God. We also want to train by learning how to read our Bible, reading the Bible and and recognize that God has provided this remarkable gift. People often say, I want to hear from God. Well, start reading this. Because when we read the Bible, we begin to discover who He is and how He thinks and what He cares about. We get to hear how God responds to certain situations that individuals go through. And really, everything that you and I go through in life happened to somebody in the Bible. Literally everything happened in the bible and we get to see how god interacts and how we can expect him To respond to those situations and how he came through for people and how we can anticipate him working in our lives So we pray and we read we also need to memorize we Need to memorize scripture So essentially what we challenge you to do is as you're reading through the bible If you come across a verse that really speaks to you Or maybe there's a verse that we talk about on a sunday morning that puts goes up on the screen tape those notes somewhere and let them speak to you in your life and, and verses that happen to be strengthening or encouraging, post those somewhere and memorize them. And we never do tests, so you don't have to wor- memorize it word for word. Like, you just need to know the idea. Because when you know that verse and you know the context of it, then in the middle of life, when you need to recall it or when God needs to remind you of it, now it's right there. And you don't have to go fumble, you know, flip it. it. just, God's like, this is the verse. Go back. As we think about this idea of prayer, or as we think about training, listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said this, Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. For you and I to be holy and pure and blameless, to be living and reflecting God's character and his values, if we're going to grow and we're going to develop in our ability to worship and bring honor to him in all that we do and all that we say, the more that we know the words of God, the better, the more adequately prepared we will be to do that. So that means we have to know the words of God. We have to be reading the Bible. We have to be studying it. We have to hear Him speak to us as we pray. And the more we discover that truth, the more we begin to understand that, the more we understand the way that we can live to bring honor to Him. So let me give you two valuable ways that you can that Silver Creek encourages you to train, and the second one is actually the last way uh, that we train. But number one is decide on a next step each week. I know that a lot of you think, I just don't know how to wrap up a message, so this is how we do it. Um, <laughs> but really, it, we try to look at the whole service and I try and think through, what, where's a different step for anybody, wherever they're at in their spiritual journey, so they can take one more next step? Because just imagine, if you come and the average person shows up about 40 Sundays a year. So if you're here 40 Sundays a year, and every Sunday you take one of the next steps and make an inter- incremental change in your life, If you do that every week for a whole year, imagine the huge difference that will take place in your life. In fact, I just received a text message this last week. I just want to read it to you. Some other people were texting me. I just messed up my part. Here we go. I got this text message this week. Somebody said, hey, a few weeks ago after your five, uh, five prayer concept message, I decided to put a reminder in my calendar every day to pray through the concepts while I'm on the bus to work. It's been an incredible exercise, and I feel like there's been some awesome learnings through it. I don't think I'm a short of patience and feel like my compassion and awareness has been heightened. See, our goal is to take following Jesus and make it as practical as possible. Make it something that, that you can not just know it, but you can begin to do it. And as you're doing those things, we're picking up, picking up momentum as you're training and as you're growing. Another area within our church where there's amazing momentum going in the area of in the area of training, and that's available to each and every one of us, is choosing to be a contributor of a generous church. I'm gonna tell you something that's really dangerous and super risky as a pastor to tell you. We are the healthiest financially that we as a church have ever been. We, we are stronger in the area of finance than any church that I've ever been connected to. Here's the danger. the risk for me telling you that. It would be really easy for somebody to think, well, then I don't need to give my money. They'd be easy to think, well, the church doesn't need money. He just said that we're strong financially. Honestly, it's sort of true. Sort of true. God provides everything that we have and everything that we need as a church, and God doesn't need your money. And if God doesn't need your money, then that means the church doesn't need your money. But what it does mean is that you and I need to learn to trust God, and one of the greatest ways that we learn to trust God is to give back to Him financially. And the way that we give back to Him financially is by giving to the church. And what happens is when you and I begin to make that step and we begin to choose to give, we begin to grow personally because we begin to experience God working in our lives and and providing and blessing in ways that we never would have experienced otherwise. And that's just a part of when we give. That's what God does in our own lives. But then there's an extra bonus. Because so many people at Silver Creek have chosen to be generous and to faithfully give. What it means is that as a church, we're able to accomplish some unbelievable ministry and projects. We're renting a bull in two weeks, a mechanical bull. Guess what? Takes money. The company that we called, they did not offer it for free. Okay? Okay. We're purchasing amazing curriculum for our children's areas. takes dollars. Hiring and retaining staff, you need funds for that. Developing rooms and spaces where ministry can be engaging takes money. So here's the deal. God is moving in this church, and God is helping this church grow in unbelievable ways, and he is allowing us to make an impact in our community. So each and every one of us get an opportunity to decide, will we be a spectator and just watch God move? Or will we choose to be a part of making it happen? Because there are already people that are being generous and giving and things are happening. And so I, you just jump in and it will happen. Last core value is that each of us needs to serve for the benefit of others. Each and every one of us have skills and abilities, a knowledge that we can put to work for the benefit of others. Jesus demonstrated in his own life. He spoke to it in this prayer that we've been looking at. Verse 19, it says, And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. Jesus demonstrated that we choose to serve to create the opportunity for other people to know God. And when we serve, it's worshiping him with our life. Just in the last couple of weeks, let me tell you about a a couple of the ways that people have served around here. We had an individual that came and they changed out all of the flower boxes in front of the church. They look incredible. We had another individual that came in just yesterday and assembled three new carts for our kids' check-in. We had another person that came in and ran some new electrical panels and four new circuits for a huge project that we're working on. We had several people come in throughout the week that they prepare the classrooms and they get all the curriculum ready so that when kids show up, it's all set and ready for them. We have people that come every week and take the programs home and unstuff them and then restuff them so that when you and I walk in, magically, they're all ready again. So the challenge for each of us is this. Don't settle for just being served. Because there are a lot of individuals that are serving in many, many ways that is allowing Silver Creek to be as strong as it is. Individuals that are choosing to honor and worship God with their lives, to serve you, to serve me, to serve our community. So honestly, you can come to Silver Creek for a long, 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 long time and be served over and over and over and over nothing gets done around here without people volunteering. We, we have staff, but we don't have that much staff, so that what we do would only get accomplished. It would only happen, and it only happens because people give their time, and they give their talents, and as a church, it's allowing us to be strong. And we're getting stronger, and we're getting more momentum, and we're accomplishing even more, and all of that gets better and greater when everyone decides to make that commitment. To not just settle to be served, but to find ways to serve. So here's how this works and what each of us have to consider. Serve regularly serve regularly, I can't it's a tough one, where it's rewarding, and then serve occasionally where it's needed. In a couple of weeks, we've got Cut the Bull. We've got this young guy who's a super skilled chef. He works down at Serafina's down in South Lake Union, and he's gonna use his talents to bring this incredible gourmet barbecue. And when we first met with him, when we were going over the menu, he was telling us, he's like, listen, before we even talk about anything, you have to know I will receive no payment, no money, give me nothing. I want just help pay for the food. That's all I need. And what he explained is that God and the church and cooking have transformed his life. Those three things in tangent have changed everything about who he is. And so he wanted to use what he is passionate about and talented about and give back to God, and it would be an amazing privilege and honor, he said, to be able to do that. I wish I could go back and truly help you understand where his life was about four years ago. I mean, he was struggling to such an extent, beyond my mind. And then just about a month and a half ago, he was here and he got baptized at Silver Creek. And God is working in his life, and he's brought him to this place where he's, he's asked for the weekend off If you're a chef, guess when you make a lot of money? Ah, over the weekend. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm taking the weekend off. I'm going to be here. I want to serve others. So every one of us, we need to look for places that are rewarding, where it fits your passion, where where it fills you up, where it energizes you. Because when we're in the places that that fill us up and energize us, more gets accomplished, and the quality is better. We don't really want to put you in places that you don't enjoy, We want you to be in places that are fulfilling and rewarding. But we also recognize there's times where there's just a need. Maybe it doesn't fit everybody's passion, but there's a need. I started by mentioning that we grew by 29 last year just in our kids' area. There's a need. There's an opportunity to jump in. We have to make sure that we're ready when families and kids show up. We have needs in guest services. I mean, greeting and offering a smiling face as people arrive. I mean, most of you are not that grumpy. You could do this. (laughs) Most of you. Come and ask. I'll let you know if you're in. We have needs on Sunday morning with our coffee teams, both with our espresso card and the other. We have office projects throughout the week where we need people to help. There are some people in this room, as you heard me list some of those needs, you're like, oh, that sounds rewarding. I feel like that fits my personality. You should respond to that. And there's others in the room, you heard that those, some of those needs, and they're not rewarding to you at all. And yet God just prompted your heart to say, you could fill in right there. This is where you can step in, because there's a need. And for a time, you can help fill that need. But the reality is this, God is moving within this church. And the ministry within this church is getting stronger and stronger every single day and every single week. And our impact in our community is developing and beginning to reach out more and more. And there's momentum. And I didn't even have time to tell you all of the things that are happening. But we're going to stay true to our core values. We're going to stay true to being willing to be adjusting and agile and make changes as needed. And there's exciting things that are happening, but I'll be honest, I'm just looking at better days to come. I'm, I'm horrible at celebrating the past. I'm all about where are we going? And God is doing some great things. And every week we put in your program these Green Connect cards and challenge you to reflect on what do you need to do based on what you've heard this morning? What is it that God is saying to you that you can do that will allow you to continue to grow? Gives us a great way to be able to pray for you as God is working in your life. But you think about our core values and you think about training and connecting and serving, what's your next step? Maybe your next step is, as Elizabeth mentioned, join us for partnership class today and discover more about Silver Creek Family Church and why we do what we do and how we're doing it. Maybe your next step is to make sure you invite someone from Silver Creek to your house or out to dinner sometime before September is over. Have a meal. Maybe your next step is to take the giving challenge. We didn't even really go over this. The giving challenge is basically this. If you give over the next three months and you don't feel like God has blessed you, come and tell me and we'll give you all your money back. Number four is recognize that choosing to serve keeps Silver Creek Family Church moving forward. What is it for you? Whatever it is that God is calling you to do, respond. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. God, thank you for all the ways that you are working and moving within Silver Creek. Thank you for the honor that it is for us to worship you with our lives. Help us to see and recognize the momentum and jump in and continue to move it forward. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.